When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, before we start the show, big shout out to Steve Tester. It's nice seeing you the other day. Remember, remember the 5th of November. The gunpowder treason and plot. I know of no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. But what of the man? I know his name was Guy Fawkes, and I know in 1605 he attempted to blow up the Houses of Parliament. But who was he really? Fake ID works better than a Guy Fox mask. This is Film Sack. Oh, sure. everybody and welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. I'm Scott Johnson and this is episode 377. Joining me today, Brian, his face is like a peppermint, sorry, that's wrong. Brian, his face is like a permanent smile as well done away. I like the where he was going with the peppermint. <laughs> peppermint smile. Yeah. If, you ever, if you ever licked my face, you'd know. Ooh, it tastes like peppermint. Mm. Oh, hi. Hi. This week on F for Film Sack, we tackle the Wachowskis 2005 foreign film, B for Bollocks. Fine. It was V for Vendetta, a film, to the best of my understanding, about the letter V. I mean, not since that infamous episode of Sesame Street where Cookie Monster smoked a J and confused Ernie for a life-size Milano have I had such an overbaked idea expressed on screen. <laughs> oh, sweet, hairy, top cookie. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> hey, Bert, a little help here. Yeah, it's just a big old bag of bollocks. Now I yield my remaining time to Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you got a Sesame Street thing in there? That's amazing. I, Sesame Street is the letter V. I know, but it, I didn't see it coming. That's really good. Uh, speaking of which, also with us, Randy keeps all his special notes in a toilet. Jordan. That's true. Aloha, Scott. Brian, Brian. Aloha. Aloha, <laughs> Randy. Uh, re- recall, recall, someday in the fall to listen if you're so inclined. I see no wit by which this film shit should ever slip one's mind. Uh, let's try that again. 
Dwell upon, dwell upon what you just fell upon like a film that's a grenade. I see no cause to not ponder its flaws and ask, how did this ever get made? Oh, man. <laughs> Commemorate, comm- I'm just kidding. I stopped. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was really good rhyming, but I do not agree with the sentiment. We'll get to that in a minute. Hey, mm-hmm. finally, Brian, he's like a British Alex Jones Ibbot. <laughs> he is. Uh, hooray. I'm not going to do the mask yeah. on my face. Hooray, hooray. It's the middle of May. Allow me, intru- allow me to introduce myself. My moniker is M. Can I get you a mint? Are millennials making a mockery of Martin Mull? Did <laughs> Melissa McCarthy mind meld with Michelle Monaghan? Must I master the multitudes of machinations involved with making a monologue where every mutterance begins with an M? You sure I can't get you a mint? <laughs> I that can't believe actually... you squeezed Martin Mull in there somehow. <laughs> Amazing. I actually, I actually understood every reference you made. Not one of the references did I get in his monologue. In <laughs> so the I want I, I have, I have two things I want to, I want to make sure we start with. One, Scott, it's episode three seventy eight. Please, oh, sorry. please, in your notes. Are you <laughs> sure? Every week, Are you every sure? week, Scott proclaims tweets at us. Well, it, on the site it says I got to check that because I swear it says yeah. three seventy. The, the new site, you mean? The oh, you, you know what? Technically, it's actually three seventy nine today. <laughs> Okay, whatever. 379. All right, 379. Remember the episode number. (laughs) (laughs) I do that all. It's only this show I get it screwed up on it. I don't know why, but anyway. Uh, What was your other thing there, Randy? Other thing, other thing. Let's, can we start with what do people know about the history of England? Because I think, I think there is something to this where as soon as we started watching it, one of the four of us was like, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. And Let and like I wonder <laughs> I wonder how much of an American audience is is in that same boat. I I I, I don't know, hmm. but I'm guessing it's a significant fraction. Well, I, when it's I went just, into this like, movie in 2005, I knew a little bit about the Guy Fox thing and that rebellion and all that, but I I mean I didn't know a lot of specifics, but I think the movie does a fine job of saying Here's Guy Fox in 16 whatever. He's in trouble for this. Uh, he was, uh, you know, his his words matter because there's still people out there that went, oh, you know what? He was right, even though he died for it. Like, I, that's all on the page but, here. It's not. Well, a- yes. However, that I agree. I, but I already knew about Guy Fox thing that that didn't that didn't trip me up. The actual very few couple of like two minutes that they, re, you know, recanted that story. I redid the story. I'm like, that's fine. I get that. Yeah. However, it's when they start naming they they start saying creedy but they're saying it in a way that i can't understand that's mm-hmm. not a common name no, in the it, in american language and and he, and he starts going mm-hmm. through all these different locations that are in england that i'm not really familiar with with and i'm kind of like what what they say what what word was that and then they call something like they were they were talking about united states of america but they called it something else and it's like i don't know what words were those were, were you did yeah. you not realize that you were in the future Right, like five minutes in the future. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. Matter of fact, I didn't realize a lot of things. Like I didn't I didn't understand who she was supposed to be. Like I was like, what is she supposed to be? She's wearing a trench coat. Is she involved? Is she not involved? Is she a is is she a streetwalker? Is she just a lady? Is she because you couldn't see anything because they had like they had like little clues in the background, but we were so close in on them. I didn't know what the crap was going you on. Got, I'm like, I'm confused. There were a lot of things that were post explained, like the curfew. Yeah. Like you wondering why she, you know, what's the problem with her walking around at night and why is she all of a sudden, you know, like worried about somebody catching her walking around out at night. Um, I, 
I'm with you, Brian. Um, I've seen this movie. This may be the third or fourth time I've seen the movie. Saw it the first time in the theaters, and and I actually own it on DVD and watched it as soon as I bought it. Um, but I still there were a couple things I'm like, oh yeah, now wait a minute, what's the what's the story with the the watchdogs or the finger the finger police or whatever right, they're called? Right. The, the, I, I did have to pull up Wikipedia and look at the um, the first paragraph of plot just but, to like it myself. Previously on V for Vendetta, yeah. but and it's but funny because I, I read the comics too. Yeah, right, right. I yeah. didn't I didn't want I didn't want to get into the whole show just to to ask this question. I mean, like we have Scott Fletcher and we we need to actually talk about the movie. Right. But it's like the the question is is the movie accessible to everybody? And Brian Dunaway was saying before he even finished watching it that there was a, a level of accessibility it was missing. Well, it just me. gives it to turn that brain on there, Jimmy John, and let's... Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Now, Ew, if I, if I had... Right. Well, okay, so it literally, it is practically like a different language when you're talking about... when when Okay, so when I say Detroit, boom, you immediately start getting images of what Detroit is, what it means historically in storytelling. You have Lions all this, mm-hmm. Yeah, you have all this attachment <laughs> to it as a US viewer. However, if if you go if you go to another country and you and you mention a location, if I'm not familiar with you know what the backstory is behind that, I'm immediately going, why why is that important? Well, what does that mean? Yeah, but some, there, there's all kinds of movies like that. It's basically the definition of a cold open. Like we're getting a cold open mm-hmm, that isn't supposed right. to make all the sense yet. It's just supposed to be right. compelling and go, oh, but, interesting. That's weird. That's, Ooh, visually, but that's, that's interesting. Fine. It's it's fine if the cold opening is that. But when someone speaks your language, but with a different, uh, you know, a different accent. Frame of reference to, is is to the, the thing. point. Yeah, to to a point that I'm not sure if they're saying a person's name or if they're saying a location. And I'm like, then that's worse than a cold opening. Then I'm just like, what the hell is going on? And mm. not not in a good way, like, oh, you have my curiosity peak. More like, I don't even know what I'm looking at right now. You might as well be two gerbils dancing right now. I have no <laughs> idea what the hell is going on. And that I think I think that actually goes to this this really interesting question of whether or not we're really speaking the same language. I I I have struggled with it a lot over the years since I started working at a company where we have this global presence and we have employees all over the world because we have, we, we work in two Englishes. We have, uh, us English and, and great Britain English. The uh, King's English. They, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and we regularly, I've known so many people who have been working in Europe and they come to the United States and they're like, what are all of these words? And, and, and vice versa. And you come to realize you know what? You might think of of uh, British English as the original, but it's now dwarfed by the number of speakers who aren't speaking it. It's about five to one around the world who are more versed in American English than British English, mm. and and so it's actually become it's become a bit of a minority, and it's a struggle for people for people who grow up in England and then leave there. They're really frustrated by that fact, you know. Right. And and so, but like this movie has things like references to cities in England and if you don't know them you like if i say right. manchester for instance if you if you know about england you know that's the north and it's a different dialect and that's where the smiths come from right you might and, you might you might know man, is, man united and, it, and manchester city football right. club and this kind of thing but you if you don't i've said nothing i've just made a right, name yeah. come out of my mouth and you and you have no <laughs> reference i've actually it's heard totally manchester true. and i've heard it sp- spoken in it in a, an american english way 
But it would be like this. Add additionally to that, not only did you just say Manchester, but you said Manchester. And I'm like, <laughs> mm-hmm. what the hell did he just say? Manchester. Because I can't, I can't put that together. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. listen, we can't all be uh, quicker <laughs> on their feet like, like me. Yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, I, I agree. I'm not, I, I kind of agree in all, uh, with a lot of what you're saying. I just, I just found it compelling and I wanted to learn more. So things I wouldn't, like first viewing, hearing a lot of stuff like that, I'd go, Ooh, okay. Well, I'm sure this is going to make sense later, and I'm into whatever that is. That guy just kicked their asses in that alleyway, so let's go. And so it just never, it never slowed me down or made me, you know, want to restart or quit or or anything right. like that. Um, and I and I, I have a feeling. Well, here, Fletcher, have your way with this, and then we'll be right back. V for Vendetta. In a future British tyranny, a shadowy freedom fighter, known only by the alias of V, plots to overthrow it with the help of a young woman. Yeah, that's basically it. Uh, I think they undersold the young woman part, but okay, whatever. Uh, all right. So Not until she dressed up in her little skimpy outfit, and you're like, "Oh, a young woman, I get it." Yeah. Now. Where's the? Where's by, our by the way, pervy little, per- priest. Yes. Right. I just want to yeah. say one more thing. It did take me a little time to get into the movie. Like the first 20 minutes, I had to rewind a lot, had to turn on closed caption. Once you get past that initial cold opening, it all it, the rest of it seems to make pretty good sense. It, and it starts to, to fill up pretty good. It just it tripped me up really hard. Mm. And that was so, unfortunate. Which, because I and I also feel. it also made me want to ask, did you ever read the book? Yes, uh, I mm-hmm. and was no. it a long time ago? Yeah. Was it fairly? recent? It was like back in no. 89 or 90 that I read it. It was a long. Time I ago. never yeah. I never yeah. read the book. I know what the book is. I know what it's about. I, but I have never read the books. I've seen some pages. Oh. I've seen the artwork, but I've never read yeah. proper. Yeah. No. Just for if if you're sitting at home and you're like, I'm about to watch this movie because I'm listening to this podcast and I haven't read the book either. I'm going to put in the FilmSack Twitter feed a link to the the version that I think is the one you should look at. Consider mm. reading it. Came out in 2008, mm, okay. and it's a it's a it's a paperback hardback paperback. It's I don't know. There's like a middle ground. Oh, you guys it's ever just noticed? Reprint. It is a reprinting of. It's not like a new version or anything. No, it's, no, no, it's not a new version. The... Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. just the, the one that I would suggest you get. Which you can get for nothing because of Amazon, right? Oh, I was gonna say. Oh, and don't you know? Don't forget the fact that it's got Randy's uh, Amazon affiliate ID in there, so that he gets <laughs> he gets eighteen cents for every person who buys. You know it. what? I'm getting it that way because I respect Randy. <laughs> yeah. and I thank Randy for giving me this information. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Brian Dunaway's link in there because do he's the he's the one who's made a living, right? He's made so right. much yeah. money. I'm gonna on buy his, it on. I'm gonna story. buy it on Rakuten.com then, just to screw with everybody or whatever <laughs> anyway, their name there's is a, now. There's a really good version, uh, a really good printing. I want to say of the Alan Moore, David Lloyd V for Vendetta book. And by the way, we 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 need to mention David Lloyd. The, it's it's a well drawn book. It's all the I, it's I all that the movie does. By the way, the, in the credits, mm-hmm. they do not mention Alan Moore, and I'm yeah. sure it's because of some deal because where he says, "Strike my yeah. name from your damn production. I hate all movies yeah. on my work." Blah blah blah. I know we, he's got that history, but it, at the end it says based on characters uh, drawn by David Lloyd, and then there's no mention of, of Alan Moore. That's right. Which That's really bums me out. Off that joke. Yeah, and I understand for, by it, the way, but it bums me out. Yeah. That uh, that paperback, the 2008 one, for basically 14 mm-hmm. bucks. Is that the one you're looking at? You can get it for like three dollars, man. Oh wow. Okay. Oh, used. Okay, used. If you spend uh, uh, 22, you get the paperback <laughs> and the mask. 
Ooh. If you use my affiliate link and then buy two. <laughs> oh, then I could be, then I could be, I could pretend like I'm part of Anonymous or something. Yeah, but you don't get the Anne, the, uh, Anne Hathaway wig. Oh, that one, it does oh not come with that. that's too bad. That is Darn great. It. I never thought of that. I, that, is, that is a great wig, isn't it? It really is a great wig. Yeah. I had I had the original comic the and it's flimsy and it fell apart and it wasn't I don't think it was well printed on the cover etc. Mm-hmm. And this is this is way good. Like I also have this one and it's really sturdy and I, I think it, it's the the one to get if you've never read this thing you should. And by the way, I disagree with Alan Moore as though that I, I'm allowed to do that. Uh, he he is absolutely wrong. This movie follows the book very nicely i agree and it doesn't it doesn't take away from his work in any way no, i don't he, know where that he, is his, a fl- his is a flat problem isn't it isn't it he doesn't care yeah, any yeah. of his work gets done right he wants true, nothing yes. to do like with it. i don't want anything of mine turned into movies but um his big issues with it were that a it took it out of the 90s and moved it into the future sure 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 yeah, yeah. um yeah, uh, but what do you you have the, to you can't just nah. I, I agree with that. I, I mean, I, 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 what I'm saying is I agree with, um, Randy with, no, I agree with nope. uh, Scott. You, it does, no. you definitely have to take it in the future. Yeah. And then there's uh, other problems. He didn't like, uh, Evie in the comic is, um, basically has to turn to selling her body, basically turns into a prostitute. She's early 16 on. is all in the book. See, that yeah. would have made yeah. sense to me because then I would have known what the hell she was doing out well i mean she was just walking around out like she wasn't exactly but i need a reason for if she's gonna be breaking curfew i need a reason for breaking curfew it apparently has something to do with her piece of paper she has on her because she looks at it but you can't read anything on it and then she takes off and she's wearing some kind of she's got a bad perm and a and she's got on a trench coat and i'm like is she a flasher what is she doing right now is it cold outside it doesn't appear to be cold what is going on that scene, i don't understand that scene to me was so easy to, to, to understand she's just yeah, out she's out after curfew off. she's out after curfew these weirdos in the street stop her she doesn't know who they are at first she resists then they show her that they're part of the secret police or whatever the hell they are there. And then some dude busts up with the dictionary and says, here's every word in the dictionary that's under V. Yeah. And then he, <laughs> he kicks their A but, and then he saves her and then she's compelled. Like, that's not, I, I don't know how any and, of that's hard. That all seems real And it's, and it's actually over-explained later. Stephen Fry yes. over-explains the, this, this whole thing. And that's the thing, like, movies do this all the time and I'm surprised it, it really tripped you up. Like, where they don't tell you what's going on until later. Mm-hmm. Right. I think because we've gotten so used to movies not doing that that was a that was a thing that that um it's a lost art of film that you have movies where you go in and instead of getting a thing at the beginning that says in the beginning there was a war and it wiped out a third of the population of blah 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 and then the my uh, the big moles came and <laughs> let, let me know. tell you about let me tell you about the let me tell you about the baggage I brought into this movie. First of all, I know it's the Wachowskis, so I'm like, right. I'm like, please don't be the architect. Please don't be the architect. Please don't. <laughs> don't be. Uh, Damn it, it's the architect. <laughs> the architect. Oh, you is. mean like uh, the from uh, the Matrix? You mean? Oh, the Colonel yeah, Sanders because, because uh, architect. V, yeah, because yeah, right. V is absolutely the architect. He talks around in circles all day long. It's like we get your simple idea, and now you're gonna spend thirty minutes talking about it because the idea the brilliance of the idea of the original story is that an idea turns into a superhero yeah but he but, but that, the, that stuff's brilliant. not but that's not uh the Rutowski's writing that or anybody else that's just no, the exactly. comic that's reason why i don't give them the credit no i mean it. the right. comics i mean they they were producers here and co-writers yeah. but they're adapting material and the director's not them it's somebody else who 
went on to do one of the bloodiest movies I ever saw. Um, something Ninja or Ninja something. We should watch that on oh, here. Oh, James Was McTeague. Turtles the- um, mm. 2. Attack the Ninja. Yes, uh, <laughs> episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Ninja. Most gory movies <laughs> ever. Something Ninja. Anyway, I forget. But Ninja Assassin. Ninja, Ninja Assassin. Assassin, that's it. But uh, so so this just feels like a careful adaptation to me. And I appreciate it for that. And it's had enough cultural impact and this would be twice now that Wachowski uh, helmed or at least associated movies have done that. The Matrix was hugely influential to a to a larger culture. I don't just mean in films, but like, you know, there was that whole thing. Everybody's wearing trench coats now and everybody, you know, like that, that whole thing that the, the Matrix did. And this, that guy Fox mask whole thing, the entirety of the of the, uh, you know, supposedly benevolent worldwide uh, hacker group anonymous. They're all wearing those masks because of this mm-hmm. thing. Like it's it's by a, the way it's a big deal. It's weird how they have that impact. Was, is all I wanted to say. Was, about was that. anybody else looking to see if the mask ever changed? Because I was the whole movie. I was well, looking, in the in the like, okay. So there's some trivia about this in the book. Uh, David Lloyd's art changes depending on the scene, so the face does yeah subtly oh, change. Really? It's not like crazy changes. It's not like he's suddenly frowning or you know mouth open mm-hmm. or something, but. It changes in a kind of a subtle way that would be more like Spider-Man's expression changing. Kind of like uh, the, the, the rock, can you smell what the rock is cooking? Yeah. I, one eyebrow up kind of thing. Kind of like that, but not, mm-hmm. but subtle enough where it doesn't feel cartoony. And they tried, gotcha. they were going to do that for the movie, it says, but they, it uh, was just too much of a pain to get all the lighting right. And then the masks were different. And so they just decided just to have the one mask. But yeah, I, I look for, but to answer your question, Randy, yes, I, I was always looking for, subtle changes on that thing and in my memory for some reason it's been some years since i saw it last but i thought the mask came off at some point and he showed his like nasty burnt face and i don't know why i think that there's one well, you get a glimpse um you get his hands you, oh no i guess you just see it when you, like think, a little bit of it when you when he comes out of the right the when, fire. He comes out of the, when he comes out of the fire in the flashback that keep having we have an idea of what his face may look like and i think our but brain it's all it's all silhouette and maybe that's what i'm doing I'm conflating that, but right. it but it did Maybe. seem like they were in a they were in a room. In my memory, they're in a room someplace, and he takes it off very briefly, and then she kisses him to show that she's not scared of this thing. I'm not scared of this. And then, <laughs> Give me the kisses. <laughs> but that never happened. Instead, she just kissed plastic, which is fine, I guess. Or according to my room, they went no. Yeah, I was I was disappointed by that kiss. I I felt like it was very unfulfilling. But it, I guess it was meant to be. Right? Yeah, it, it is. Supposed yeah, be? Yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be. It's supposed to be you like can this. Only get so close. Yeah, this forbidden yeah. barrier. This will never. This will never truly be anything more than. Uh, a thought but i also like the idea that she's playing older in this and not 16 because that's that's creepy i don't need that in my life <laughs> right. uh but he uh he's just i okay so we should just get this out now i really like this movie like a whole lot and mm-hmm. i don't really have too many flaws to say about it like it's going to be hard for me to come up with too many criticisms so and I know that previous to us getting on here today and being on the air we were talking a little bit back and forth on slack and stuff and it seems to me that maybe there's a bit of a divide. I think Ibit and I are basically on the same page. Yeah, I, I've enjoyed this a lot more than uh, than I expected to. I, I I remember liking the film, and it's like, oh yeah, I really really like this film. Yeah, I like the way it's delivered, and I remember loving the graphic novel. And I'm gonna have to look and see if I actually own the graphic novel before I <coughs> follow Randy's link and buy a copy. But um, <laughs> just uh, you know, just that powerful scene of her standing in the rain, which comes a little bit different 
um, in the movie than it does in the comic. Like basically when she walks out of the cell, she walks out into the rain and realizes that, that she's free. Mm-hmm. She's born of rain. He's born of fire. I thought right. all these symbolic, Ooh, I, I thought it was, point. I thought it was, I thought it was beautiful. I liked the movie too. Yeah. Scott got me wrong. I said, I was pissed because the cold opening was a little too cold and I couldn't figure out what the hell was going on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is it, is it me as an audience member? Because this movie was made for the U.S., it wasn't made for you know other countries. Did they go too far trying to give me an authentic uh, dialogue that well, that that was, I was unable to connect to? I, I think there wasn't that. enough bridge. I, I understand I what you're saying, but I'm not going to say I don't think this movie was made for just U.S. audiences. In fact, I mean, well, I don't know how far back we can go to say this, but I think movies are always made for international audiences, and this stuff just gets much more today. Well, especially today, yeah. Like if you make an Avengers movie, that feels like you're making it for me, but you're really making it for China. Because <laughs> that's where all the money comes from, but but right. uh, but in this particular case, like her, a big dist- okay, I do have one complaint. The big distraction for me was, I think Natalie Portman's one of the great actresses working today. I think she's amazing, and I love mm-hmm. watching her in anything. So even the, I think she even elevated those Star Wars prequels. She's better. Those yeah. movies are slightly, just slightly better because she's in them. Yeah. Uh, so I already really like her, but her affecting a what as far as I can tell, is a very accurate, good accent, a very good, you know, uh, English accent. Let's go to the internet and see what they think but about I just, accent. But I just don't know <laughs> if, or, or because I go in knowing that she's not from that part of the world and that I know she's having to make up the accent, I have to, my brain had to kind of reset on that and kind of get used to it and not, and forget. I'm, I was thinking about that too, but think, but, you know, I don't know what her... I know what she sounds like when she's doing interviews and stuff, but she's uh, of the same land as Gal Gadot, right? She's uh, no. Is, Israeli. No. no, yes, she is Israeli by by birth, and but raised but, here. But, I want to say, but, okay, what if it's yeah, say where she raised? But when yeah. we say of the same, we're talking about where did you get your accent? Where were you raised? Where were you educated? Okay, she was raised in America. I was wondering if born, like if born don't matter. I think she was raised okay. here, but we should probably look. And maybe it was maybe she jumped around, but I want to say she was mostly raised here, whereas Gal Gadot was mostly raised uh, around voices that in a lab. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's have a little ever, too. Have perfect. You guys ever have you guys ever watched the? There's a YouTube uh, channel. And there's a guy, he does nothing but analyze uh, linguistics for movies. Oh, and he really? breaks them down. It's a lot of fun. Oh, interesting. Uh, I'll have to pull it up. Yeah, he, he talks about the different accents and stuff in movies. It's really, it's really good. But I don't know if you ever did Beef Burnt Bread. So, it's weird yeah. because so I, it, doesn't, I, it doesn't actually bother me when it's the reverse. If somebody's, uh, at, least, at least if they're good at it, if somebody in the UK or Australia is affecting an American accent in a movie, which happens all the time, Mm-hmm. I don't right. even like uh, the the Spider Man from the Avengers movies and Spider Man oh, movies. Oh yeah, now. right. Tom right. Holland is as Tom British Holland. as it gets, yeah. but he he does a great American accent. And I that and then, and even when I go in knowing that doesn't bother me. Christian Bale doesn't bother me. These guys, mm-hmm. it's not an issue. But going the other way for some reason throws it is a me a little distracting. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know why, but it just is. It's weird. I did look up the Natalie Portman timeline. Uh, her parents were Israeli and specifically went to Jerusalem to to birth her mm-hmm. so that she would have dual citizenship. <laughs> yeah. But she she grew up in Washington, D.C., Connecticut, and New York City. Yeah, that makes okay. sense. All right. Very... Show us the birth certificate, Natalie Portman. Yeah. I know it. <laughs> she's, uh, she's awesome. I just love, I freaking love yeah. her, but it but it did take me a minute. But after a while, I was fine. And, and See, and I wasn't. Was... That was the thing. Like, I, To go to Brian Dunaway's point, I actually felt like the movie was trying there. 
like like so many films do, where they, for inexplicable reasons, are set in England about an English story and cast an American right in the middle of it. I don't know why they would ever do this. I am totally with all of my uh, Englishmen friends who are like, this is stupid and it ruins. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have a but movie. you don't have a problem with. Um... Uh, what's his name? Who's playing? Um, I can't. Agent Smith. Can't think of his real name. All of a sudden, oh, Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving yeah, playing a British person. He's playing a British sure, person. Sure, he's sure. Australian. No, no totally. Uh, totally. You don't totally. have a, I, you I, don't have a problem with Bember Dick Slumberbutch playing uh, Doctor Strange, who's I an American. I kind of do there, but that's the, that's a completely different <laughs> subject. I I'm saying I have spent my whole life making fun of Harrison Ford, saying the Millennium Falcon, and it's I I can't I can't take that back now. It's 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 not. You don't know what the Karelian accent is. (laughs) I know that Harrison Ford doesn't naturally speak it, whatever it is. Anyway, anyway, it it doesn't matter. It's it's she does a fine job. And by the way, I really enjoyed this movie, Scott. Like, oh, good. I was so happy watching this movie. I realized I have seen it, but I don't. I didn't remember seeing it at all, except for the except for the train. The yeah. train I remembered a hundred percent about, but everything else. Oh, the train with the, the explosives in it and all that. Because yeah. it was because it was dumb, or because you I liked it, or what? Oh, that's not dumb at all. That was awesome. I mean, there's no way that that thing blows the thing up the way it blew it up because that thing was right. obviously wired for a bunch of stuff. But I didn't care. That was a very comic book. I loved it, and yeah. all the music. They're just having it all blown apart. Ah, so satisfying. Yes. And all those guys. I mean, there are so many questions you could pick nit nitpick at this, like. Where'd you get all the masks? How did you mail them all from one yes. place? Did they not? You know, like there's all kinds of questions, but I don't right. care. How much did that cost? FedExing all those masks. <laughs> well, all he had to do is is sell one piece of priceless art to raise that yeah. money. Right. right. The guy, right. the guy is very, very wealthy in art. The only, but, um, the only break I really had, or I still kind of have a question about, and I know that they were, I don't know if they're what, what they're trying to do with me here, but when he had the show uh, with Stephen Frost, not Stephen Frost, um, Frank? Stephen uh, Fry. Stephen Fry. There you go. Stephen Fry's doing, um, as far as I know, he's just talking about Sackboy all the time because he narrates those big, mm-hmm. little Big Planet games. But anyway, he, uh, he's got his little f- comedy show there, and uh, he brings out who, uh, well, two of them, but two dudes that look like the, the emperor or the whatever, the, chan- the high chancellor. Oh, yeah, you're the chancellor. And yeah. it's, oh, and it's out, yes. yeah, dual, dual chancellors. Subtly, dueling or, chancellors. Yeah, and it's Subtly. totally him playing him. Yes. Um, what... I could, that threw me because all I was thinking was, well, wait, how did you get in such an exact copy with the voice in it? Like, I, I'm, I'm still yeah. a little weirded out by that. Like, I don't know if it was supposed to be a technology thing or was that supposed to be just. I think it, I think it was. I think it was supposed to be in the future. We're able to make an actor look so much like the guy mm-hmm. that we could. It was just face swap. Face swap technology. But they also went out of their way to do some things. I don't know if you noticed, but John Hurt's face in that sequence. Yeah, it was all he like, had, like makeup skin. He had like. Yeah, like he had a, a ton of extra makeup on yeah. for some reason. Yeah, and I, I actually thought that was really great. It I, like, just, I, it's I, cool. It just threw me because I couldn't. It was highly at first, I thought, oh, it's him. Wait, how did they get him? And then it got crazy, and then it got shot, and I'm like, well, that's obviously not him. And then I'd for, it, I'd forgotten that they came and got Stephen Fry later, so all that stuff made we, sense. But we yeah. all loved John Hurt in this film, right? Loved him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that guy. I love the giant uh, Big Brother style, you know, head on a screen. I always wonder how, like, is he just looking at a little video camera or video, like a uh, a screen showing all of them, or does his webcam Skype setup (laughs) 
move to the different faces yeah, yeah. of whoever's talking. Because yeah, you never see to. him look like to. slightly to the right to talk to Creedy or slightly to the left he's to talk that, to this that, guy. He's using Google. Know, he's yeah, using yeah. Google Talk because that way it switches yeah. automatically, so everything's fine. I don't know. I felt like a little bit of lazy. I like I was looking at everybody. I, I just <laughs> so can I just so can know, I just also go ahead? Yeah. I just wanted to ask if if you know who my favorite is though, because John Hurt wasn't my favorite thing in the movie. No, favorite thing. Stephen Rhea is probably your favorite, right? I I have to give it to Roger Allum as the Fox News uh, talking head. Oh, uh, that guy. We just saw him the, in uh, Speed Racer too. The yeah, yeah. Fox he News. Was... <laughs> <laughs> Did you say? Yes, exactly. Guy Fox News. <laughs> Seriously, though, and that and that uh, I heard, I heard that was one of uh, Roger Moore's complaints about the film was that it was it was rephrased. Roger it was Moore. Oh, you mean Alan Moore? Alan Moore. Alan Moore's complaints. I'm going. Oh, I shouldn't complaint. have interrupted because I wanted to, I wanted to picture Roger Moore being mad. Right. I wanted one of Alan Moore's complaints. My understanding is that he didn't like how it was so. Let blatantly. me get another martini and tell you what I didn't like about this film. <laughs> Finish, finish, Randy. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. I, sorry, sorry. I read sorry. that Alan Moore didn't like how blatantly this film was about Fox News, which was an American right. thing and not a British thing. Oh, um, right. that's, uh, I just I read that somewhere, and it really like it really stood out for me because like that, since the movies come out, we've had the rise of UKIP and the fall of UKIP in England and so on, and like this, a lot of this stuff has come to pass only completely English and not at all you know this kind of. The, the uh, this guy's name is Prothero. Yeah. He's he's played very much like somebody was paying attention to Rush Limbaugh and sure uh, sure but but pro, but sort of propaganda based commentary ish talking head stuff. I mean that's mm-hmm. that's as old as time. You know, like I I don't know oh, for sure for sure. I don't know if I like I directly connected to it, but I also can see Alan Moore making a stink about it because he'd come out of his cave with his huge beard and say f off a couple times, and then go back. <laughs> But, but my, my point is that one of the things I think we liked about it as Americans was that we could understand the the conservative versus liberal stuff. Absolutely. And if you look at the book, it's much more fascist versus anarchist yeah. yes, and, yes. And than, than conservative versus liberal. And that's just and one I, of those. I, I, I feel appreciated, like the, the, uh, Go ahead. Brian. I sometimes appreciate in my movie, because it's such a short form, I appreciate breaking that stuff down for me as an audience member so I can understand it. But in a book, I, I like the nuances of a larger discussion, but in a yeah. movie, you've only got two hours. And if you, if you, if you try to explain that level and then pull comparisons, it's going to get muddled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but also I don't think this movie steered to, I mean, other than his character and that the propaganda machine that was the government's, it still felt like fascism versus anarchism or or at least yeah yeah uh, activism parallels yeah i don't i don't i mean the fact that he's i mean he was literally a a terrorist he may have been one we agreed with but he was you know he was a terrorist yes yes but again but you're looking at it in 2018 like uh, it's it's come to pass in the real world that we have a bit more concern about fascism than we did 15 years yeah, ago. Yeah, a part of and part of the reason just, I think this resonated with me yesterday was was yeah. because there's, you know, there's just a lot more talk about it. We have It holds up. Yeah, it not oddly. only holds up, but it still speaks to and this is why I think Alan Moore's work transcends decades. All of his work has stuff in it that 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 just it, it becomes evergreen. Like there right. these are these are issues and stuff that people run into, will run in and out of uh, it's entertaining on a base level, but if you really look into, you know, Watchmen or this or 
even the killing joke. There's stuff in there that will apply to just straight up life and society probably forever. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's not just eighties. Right. It's not just nineties. No, yeah. no, it's great. But I, I, I see that. I'm just saying you can understand why someone from England who's lived there their whole lives might come to this movie and go, I need this to be more about Margaret Thatcher than Tony Blair. Right, right. And like, that's a distinction that means nothing to Americans. So the movie isn't going to do they that. Throw, they throw down their corn and they walk out <laughs> screaming bollocks. Bollocks. Yeah, bollocks. <laughs> I say bollocks. Bollocks. I'll bet there. I'll bet we have British listeners write in and tell us how you yeah. feel about that. Cause I'm sure you guys have your, uh, and uh, you know, speaking of 05 specifically, I'm sure you had your, I guarantee they got shitty, shitty commentator people over there. Oh, absolutely. I'm hey. sure of it. But what, you know, what, did, how does it compare or whatever? But this idea of looking into the camera and going, England will be the blah, 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 and then repeating it while you're in the shower as if you memorized it. Like, that's just made this guy the most, like, hideous, gross. I, I loved it. I loved his portrayal. I loved how he broke down finally, but only at the very end. Like, he was such a, you know, like, he was such a jerk, mm-hmm. even facing death in his shower. Like, oh, it was amazing. Yeah. I loved yeah. him. By the way, grossest moment of the movie. We may as well get it out of the way. Mm. Uh, the, him, his big barf patty laying next to his head yeah. after he died. Oh, that was crazy! Oh. I was like, I was like, what is that all about? I was yeah. like, okay, cool. Can, can I tell you what my guess was? Yeah, go ahead. The uh, the biography kept in the uh, the toilet, the <laughs> dirty brown water toilet, yeah. because even though it was in a little baggie, you know yeah, that there's yeah. not a sink and and soap or anything in there. So yeah. she's taking it out of the baggie with her. Her that's, poop water yep. stained hand. Yeah. That's, that's also her water fountain that she drinks from. Yeah, yeah. right, exactly. Everything Washed about that was gross. You're, you're not wrong. She goes to bed. <clears throat> you're not yeah. wrong, but by far for me, it's somebody who just had a great big casserole for dinner, and now most of it. <laughs> hey, well, <that's> a casserole. <laughs> most it's, of it's just it's, laying next to your head now. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Hey, as long as we're all, all, all uh, you know, uh, summoning up our 13 year old uh, male minds and being dumb and stupid. Uh, usually, <laughs> usually doing? on the IMDb, uh, we look for people with really interesting and unique faces. Oh, yeah. On, yeah, who's on their our venues. winner? Yeah. Well, actually, it, it's not their face this time for me. It ended up being Imogene Poots. Okay. Uh, because when I saw her name, I chuckled and I said, "What are you, thirteen? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we know her from something, don't we? Yeah, she, she's Imogene been in lots Poots. of things, but yes. she's still, still her last name remains Imogene Poots. Poots. That was my. That was my second, my second most weird IMDb photo this week. I, I, I have to direct your attention to the first, which is a, a bit actor named Derek Hutchinson. When you look down the full list, make sure you go to the IMDb page for Derek Hutchinson and tell me what in the world is going on in that photo. Because I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Derek, you're, know. you're t- t- talk to your agent. All right, I'll check this guy out. <laughs> yeah, I know who this girl is. She was in. Um... Uh, 28 weeks later, not days, but weeks. And she's very compelling in that. I didn't swear. Why didn't I notice that that was her as the girl? I'm an idiot. Nothing, nothing (laughs) wrong with her. Nothing wrong with her name. Just me. Just me for going poots. Yeah. (laughs) That's like you you uh, being class. What do you mean about Derek Hutchinson's photo? Like, uh, it's uh, what the hell? Like, uh, I'm just going to set up my lava lamp and have my photo (laughs) taken for this. uh, And. And I'm wearing a dress or something like an off-the-shoulder top. Oh, he totally is a sparkly I, one too. Yeah, it's this so. This must I, be from like casual vacancy. Well, what do you expect from a bureaucrat? Wait, I can't I find know. this. Where is this? What's his name? He's just Derek, a couple names Derek. above Imogen Poots. 
Derek oh, Hutchinson she's down there. Is, okay, hold on. Is the, yeah, just, and, just, and, just find your poots and then and uh, scroll it. When there. you're looking at it in the thumbnail version, it's just a black box. Oh, it's yeah, not a picture not, of exactly. a face at all. Wow. It definitely looks like a screenshot from a 70s movie. <laughs> yeah, right? it does. Yeah. Like he's in the background of like some like dog day afternoon or something. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, man. Derek Hutchinson, get in there. Get Get your people on that, buddy. This is gnarly. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, well done there. Hey, uh, you know that domino scene? This is some fun trivia for you. So he tips over those dominoes really just for the one effects. Like, here's my logo. How does he have time for that? Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Well, when you hear how long it took, you'll really wonder because here's how it went. It involved 22,000 dominoes and it took professional domino assemblers. Apparently that's a thing. Mm-hmm. 200 hours to set it up. Wow. Yeah, this wow. is why I'm not a big fan of Domino stuff. I like watching it, but I don't want to build it because that's too much you know work. What the, you know what? It only took Hugo Weaving the time of the speech by William Hurt. That's all. <laughs> John Hurt? John Hurt. John Hurt. John Hurt. John Hurt. Yeah. Uh, it only, oh, it, you know, like Hugo Weaving is amazing. He set that whole thing up in about 15 minutes. <laughs> it's amazing. You know, yeah. I actually have a theory about that because the, the character V seems to be supernatural. I don't think he sleeps. Mm-hmm. So possibly. This is what he does instead of sleeping. I don't think he's supernatural and, and at all. I think he's just crazy. That's why superhuman. I don't think he's superhuman. I think that, I think that the the absolutely how superhuman. Sure, he's like like bouncing around, agile like a black knocking widow. Yeah, yeah, knocking people back with a single finger and, poof, and pushing them across strong. the room. I think he's just strong. I don't think he's superhuman. Well, that's supernatural. Eh. The way he's strong. Eh. I think he's just is super it natural, tra- Scott, or is it supernatural? He's trained. Plus, He's trained. Plus, plus, he's been so hurt. I don't think he has any feelings. So he's got that power, right? That uh, power. Hurt. Where yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Can't well, get hurt. Yeah. I was. I was Can't kind get of. Get hurt. Yeah. I was. I was kind <laughs> of disappointed. <laughs> uh, it was a little bit of a letdown when he takes off the uh, armor after getting shot a hundred right, times right, because right. I needed. I. I would have preferred that that be the point where you find out that he's actually. Like he's got these you know, like supernatural body. He's not. He, right. he doesn't have blood or something. Like like. It was it was pretty telegraphed in the film that he doesn't have regular working eyes, and right. like that was some that was also a moment we could have learned that. But no, no, he they take out they use the armor as an ex- explanation for how he survives the yeah hail he of took bullets. all the bullets. He still took a bunch of the bullets in places that weren't armored, but yeah, right. I don't I mean, think he's like immortal or nothing. I think that they imply that he is stronger than normal than the average uh, crazy person. I think he's and, just insane. Uh, <laughs> I think he's just insane. And, right. and and insanity is whatever you want it to be. So he's got, you know, he, he's put himself in. He's really he's into. He's fireproof. He's really into flipping eggs and he's really into playing his, his music jukebox. <laughs> and he's really into that old movie. And he's oh, just yeah. he's just kind of wacky. In the I was going to ask you, did either of you make an egg in the basket after watching no, this movie? No, but I, I was, want one. I was so craving. Bad. I was totally <laughs> craving egg in the basket. I was too. What is an egg? I, so is it, what's the, is it just toast? On you the take a piece of bread. Yeah. You uh, butter both sides. You Or first you tear out a hole in the middle. And you eat that. You wad it up into a ball yeah. and eat it. I didn't know how to eat it. I, I didn't know that was part of it. But yeah, go ahead. And then uh, if you really want to be fancy, use a cookie cutter and get a perfect circle. But I just tear it out. Mm. And then uh, you butter both sides. You put it in a skillet, uh, start cooking it. And as the bread is starting to toast up a little bit, you flip it and then crack an egg into the middle of it. And uh, and then you flip it one more time as the egg cooks on that side. And that's your egg in a basket. That sounds great. It's yeah. awesome. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's wonderful. It's the easiest yeah. damn thing. You can eat it with you, your fingers. You don't need a. You don't need a. You fork. gotta. You gotta make sure you get a little salt and pepper Animal. on there. Yeah, I'm into it. Oh, of course. 
No, I'm into it. I'll do that. I, I can you cook and it a so Cinderella. that I kind of prefer my eggs not runny. Is it possible to cook it long enough that the the yolk will yes, harden? That the yolk will, yeah, absolutely. You cook it lower, low and slow. Then all right, and low and heat, for, low heat for a longer time. Okay, for all of our listeners, go ahead. Here's I'm gonna give you the list of names that this thing is also called. So oh, yeah. you can raise your hand when you hear the name that you call it in your region. It's also called. <laughs> Bullseye eggs, eggs in a frame, egg in a hole. That's where I grew up, egg in a hole. Uh, gas house eggs, gassed house eggs, hole in one, one-eyed Jack, one-eyed Pete, pirate's eye, Popeye, and I'm not kidding, some people call it spit in the ocean. Oh, my God. Oh, make me no. Well, I know that's a card ocean. game, not as a food. I've never even <laughs> Nope. Those are all poker variants. Yeah, no right, yeah, Jack, right, one-eyed Jack, one-eyed Pete. It's like... Yeah. It's a combo <laughs> food. Maybe you eat those while you play hey, poker. Can you make me an egg in the middle of a piece of bread? Yeah, that's what I'm going to call well, it. That, hey, hey, by the way, that's end us uh, ends film sacks cooking show. Right. Thank you for joining Wait. us. We'll be back next time when we make a poke in the middle. Toad, toad, toad in the hole. Oh, toad in the hole. That's a different thing. That's a different thing. Yeah, I want one. You do want? You do want one? <laughs> I want totally a toad. I want a toad right in the hole. <laughs> Proper, proper toad in a hole is a casserole that has uh, uh, big sausages in Yorkshire pudding. Exactly. That's what I said. Okay. <laughs> there you have it then. I like it. Uh, what else? Uh, in the comic, by the way. Uh, oh, no. We already talked about this. Hey, how about this? In, <laughs> in, the, in the 1970s, the detective guy in this. What's his name? Ah, I don't have the actor's name, but he played the detective. The kind of mopey That's looking. Stephen Rhea? Yeah, that guy. Mm -hmm. uh, he acted in the Focus Company in Dublin, Ireland. So he's Irish. Again, doesn't bother this. That's not an Irish guy's playing an Englishman. But anyway, Strange. with the... Wait, yeah, he, uh, was, he was playing Irish, right? Because no, he was English. That, he played no, English in this. Yeah. No, no, no. Dude, he was he's an Irish guy they with an English accent. Stephen Rhea is Irish. Yeah, but they he... They talked about it in the movie. He said and they even called him out on it. And, and they're like considered... Uh, le less than than uh, than full citizen. I thought I I thought the whole time he's doing an English accent. Did I just hear? Well, wrong? he may have been doing that, but his his he was he was uh, uh, derivative of of the of the Irish. Oh, all right. Well, there. Uh, According to the story, glory I think. be. Anyway, he worked with uh, so this Focus Company back in Dublin was like an acting tour. Uh, his buddies were exact same class: Gabriel Byrne and Cole Meany. Freaking, oh, wow. freaking uh, Kaiser Sose, and or not really, but uh, one of the one of those guys, and uh, uh, <laughs> the guy that made sure uh, Picard beamed where he was supposed to go all the time. <laughs> That's I, fantastic. I, because I think your that, Picard beam goes where it's supposed to go. <laughs> I, I think that's an, also an interesting question. You could go around to people who watch TV and movies and say, okay, Stephen Ray, Gabriel Byrne, Calm Meany, who's the most famous? Who's the one you know? And you're going to get a different answer. Based on the person, sure. Right. It's a, it's a great example though of how famous people lift up their friends, right? because that that's probably the case here, right? I love it's not. That. Yeah. It, it's not that these. Like, I don't know. I mean, we knew we knew all three of these guys individually for the things they've done before we knew they were in the same class. Yeah. Sure, yeah. but I'm just saying, like they they surely had an impact on each other. They surely had, you know, the, the like cross pollination. Right. So are they? Are they like the, the equivalent of like the the brat pack and that kind of stuff? Is no, that what you're saying? I don't think so. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm I'm just saying like right. I, I'm I'm sure that back in the day when they were 20 years old, I'm sure that uh, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey were on different levels in terms of their trajectory, yeah. and one of them kind of lifted the other a little bit on that on those trajectories. Sure, you sure. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that's true. But I mean, 
you know, in the case like you always hear about these actors who grew up in the same thing. It's like, oh, well, he's kind of a dick. I won't say James Woods, but he's like, oh, uh, it's, um, Robert De Niro and so and so were in the same acting class, and look at him now. You know, like there's it happens a lot, but you have to think that there was some, you know, even if it was a competitive thing. But well, yeah. you know what I think? I don't think that's all because there's no such thing as coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> There, yeah, there, maybe. there is definitely a such thing as coincidence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you definitely. saying you don't believe in fate, Brian yeah. Dunaway? I think it's. The I'm other just way saying around. this movie has it makes a very strong point and beating you over the head. Yeah, oh, no coincidences. Yeah, which there are none. I mean, there are none in this movie, but in life there are tons of them. Mm-hmm. I just had one where my I just kicked my toe against my chair and it hurt real bad. That was just. A, oh, a that's not a coincidence. That's, that's a, irony. That's, that's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> Is it ironic? Uh, all right. Well, there, there's that. Uh, hey, so uh, the uh, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, what was I going to say? Now I can't remember. United Asphincter of Acerica. Oh, oh, no, no, say. no. I'm sorry. I got so I got down this rabbit hole with the anonymous thing because I wanted to see the connections. Um, because the Guy Fox masks are kind of synonymous with them now. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh synonymous yeah. but anonymous. And and I think to some degree I know it's not exactly the same, but I think Mr. Robot too when I see Oh, those. that's totally. They've completely lifted yeah. that from Anonymous, no question. Yeah. So Anonymous originated in 2003 on a 4chan board, which of course they did. Uh representing the concept of many online and offline community users simultaneously existing in an anarchic digital global brain, they say here. Anonymous members known as Anons, really? Uh, can be distinguished in public by wearing uh, the wearing of Guy Fox masks in the style portrayed in the graphic novel and film V for Vendetta. However, this may not always be the case as case as some of the collective prefer instead to cover their face without using well-known masks as a disguise. So some of them might just be like a hoodie and like some sort of drapey thing over their face with eyes cut mm. out. Uh, mm. So I went deeper and deeper and I found all this stuff. And it basically, it's not that they didn't exist before this. It's that this made them, this resonated mm-hmm. with them. Like, ooh, yeah, look at the anarchy we're doing, but we should, mm-hmm. our front-facing thing. Anyway, point is, it kind of bugs me now, because come up with your own damn mask. You know what I mean? Oh, like, okay. I know it's a Guy Fox <laughs> thing, and it transcends time and movies. It goes back to 1600s. I understand that, but that's not what they're doing. They're and doing also, it because they all saw a movie. Wearing... Right. <laughs> it annoys me. It, it annoys, annoys me. It, what else are you annoyed by? Are you annoyed by people wearing Jimi Hendrix uh, shirts and stuff? Does that bother no. you? How about some, uh, you know, no, it's that kind of stuff. No, a unified front for what's any a, type of wait, ideology. What's a, maybe what's a Jimi Hendrix shirt? What is that? Yeah, I, don't I, don't I don't know. I'm just. I'm trying, are you I'm thinking of Che Guevara? Or go, go, good, 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 oh, that's a, that's Guevara. a better example. That's actually yeah. a better example. I'm yeah. going to go with that. Um, no, I wasn't actually thinking, that. I was thinking of people, Bob. I was actually thinking of Bob Marley. Oh, Bob Marley. Yeah, yeah. But people, sure, people, people, you know, lift other. Well, uh, ironically, and, like, sure. you know, I'm wearing a Star Wars T-shirt, even though I'm only 14 and I never saw Star Wars in the theaters. Or well, I'm wearing my Fat Albert shirt. Ironically, I'm just <laughs> I'm wearing it. So, I'm, here. Thinking, I'm a sex I, offender. I was thinking about this. this. This movie really raised some some interesting thoughts for me about the like the history of protest and and what how you resist fascism, right? Mm-hmm. And if you I mean, if you look at it, you you see a lot of people wearing masks and like uh, especially in amongst anti-fascists they wearing a mask does two things one it it protects you a little bit from the overwhelming power of the government you're resisting right because Mm -hmm. they can't easily identify you and two it allows you and all of your cohorts to be somewhat uh, uh, standardized you're all the sort of the same you're saying 
you know, I'm I'm opposing the government, and this guy next to me and I are. Yeah, you're a unified. Entity. You're a unified front, sure. You have to get those masks, and you have to get your outfits and so forth from somewhere. Mm -hmm. So typically, when you look at protesters wearing masks, you're just looking at whatever they could find at the five and dime. Like mm -hmm. it's not, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. right? It's, and whatever it's, they have that many of, right? Like, yeah, well, I want to go with this mask, but there's only four of them. But if we do Wonder Woman, there's uh, fourteen. We get we yeah, get fourteen yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's I mean, this movie, yeah, this movie's a, idea of how to mass produce and distribute masks and hats is pretty off the charts. Uh, considering the entire population walks out there with masks and matching hats and cloaks and, right. and mm -hmm. all of that. But it's, Hey, it's who am I to ask? Idea. Yeah. He, ha he had a whole year. So well, I don't know who is, <laughs> who is well, logistics and company. And he's was, got but. a, he's got a lot of power. Like it's not just that he has all the time in the world to do things. But the guy is really talented. Yeah. Like the, mm -hmm. the movie mm -hmm. just makes it out to be like like you say about the domino falling thing. Mm -hmm. He's really talented. He can do anything. Yeah. Seems how do smart. we how do we feel about um that guy is the actor the why is his name Hugo Weaving? Hugo Weaving. I keep wanting to say Guy <laughs> Ritchie for some reason. Yeah, that's him. Um, <laughs> which is so not at all close. But anyway, uh I think he's amazing and he never really got to have yeah. his real face on screen. Like that's a the thing you don't ask actors to do unless it's animated or something you know usually right, right. and i and i'm trying to remember who i remember in the trivia it said who was originally considering that role but didn't want to be behind the mask for the whole thing um it's, it's interesting because it so Sylvester really Stallone, arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> right right <laughs> I think it's, yeah i know your mind immediately goes to all the names of people who were popular at the time yeah i wonder why though, they just get keanu reeves and be done with it they should just I'd be all tempt right. him and just hit him. Yeah, don't you tempt me. He's very physical. So, He's very physical, but the voice would be terrible. Yeah, right. And, right. It, and it had to be, and it had to be a voice that really resonates and is a kind of unique, right? Because right. when right. when he's talking and, and and like he sets up decoys and so forth, you need to be able to hear the difference. Mm. I thought I thought Hugo Weaving was amazing in this movie. Mm. Like, how mm. is he not one of the most famous people in the world? He was so good. Yeah, uh, oh. James Purefoy. Yeah, he uh, was there. Was this is crazy. He was there, and there are scenes in the movie with him as V. So it says, um, certain scenes within the film were uh, James Purefoy as V, who was originally cast in the role but replaced by Hugo Weaving four weeks into filming. Weaving's voice was simply dubbed over Purefoy's performance in post-production. Director James McTeague, or Mickey McTeague, however you say it, said in an interview, I, I, uh, can I tell the difference? Yeah. Can the audience tell? I doubt it, he says. Yeah, I, I, I didn't I know. Could. Oh. Um, yeah, I know him from the following. I know him from, uh, that Kevin Bacon thing. Uh, <laughs> oh, I like was, that was, guy. I do too. He was really, really like, he plays a great serial killer in that, but yeah, people who watched Rome, uh, yeah. probably know him better as the guy who played Mark Antony. Yeah. He was a butthole in that, but I liked him in it. And he was in something <laughs> I, I just watched. I oh, Altered really Carbon. A, He's a bad guy in Altered Carbon. He's great in that. It's really a question of where you watch Rome. Yeah, and I say roam where you want to. <laughs> nice, uh, well done. Yeah, roam around the world. Yeah, roam around yeah, the world. That's what I say. Yeah, that's what you say. Yeah, no, he was in okay. Altered Carbon. He played that rich dude. That uh, yeah, he's hires, just a little, uh, little puffy in yeah. that, so he looks different. But uh, <laughs> a puffy. he's retaining a little water in that one. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, he's just different than the Rome character. The Rome character that's is pretty buff. But um, anyway, that guy's great, and I'm. It's a little weird they didn't use him. He seems like he would have been just as good as anybody else. Um, mm -hmm. And probably was for four weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who knows what happened with him? But anyway, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, movie good. 
movie good i I agree we haven't seen a good movie in a while this is i I really liked it i want to see it again i liked it it was good and the only problem like i said for for me the only problem was the uh just quickly running past certain things that didn't make sense to my mind even though i knew what they were sometimes sometimes it took me a few minutes to put them together like uh and try to figure out if they had any special meaning or if they were just supposed to be common words like there was one time when they were talking about how taxes were the true way to you know for for accurate investigation into what was going on and the guy said oh yeah i went down to the cold vault and i'm like what's the cold vault is it cold is it <laughs> is it am i supposed to understand what a cold vault is why is it not in the regular vault is there is a cold vault some kind of super secret vault that is kept and that's what they call it. It is, I mean, is it supposed to mean something more? So Scott says I should turn turn my brain on. I think the problem was I had my brain turned on and I was trying to put things together that weren't there simply because I didn't know what a lot of the language necessarily meant. Yeah. Even yeah. like even like bollocks. I've heard bollocks a million times. And finally I got so sick of hearing this movie, I'm like, what the hell are bollocks? <laughs> They're testicles. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm like, oh, it goes in the scrot bag. I got you. Yeah. I'm with you. It's like us and saying like, balls or whatever. They're, yeah, yeah. So, sure. by the way, they really like the word bollocks. Oh, they're, they're into it. Me. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. Rated, rated, rated B for bollocks is what I was <laughs> going to go. Well, I mean, you know, look, the writing, Alan Moore's British. David Lloyd's British. Right. This is a British Nothing comic. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, it's all, it's, yeah, no, I would, this is not a suggestion that there's anything wrong with it. Right. But I, I think. I appreciate that they they didn't try to Americanize things too much, you know. I don't need that in my life. It's yeah. fine. I give me give me your weirdisms. I'll, I'll I'll make sense of them. It'll take a little while. You may <laughs> done away may have to watch that intro fifteen times, but it's fine. We'll work it out. <laughs> I did. And like I don't said, get it after the sixteenth. Yeah. Right. It's fine. Story. I turned on closed cap. Like I said, I turned on like the, like the third time I rewound. I was like, forget it. Turn on Listen, closed caps. I, I don't I like do that with it. Peaky Blinders. I don't yeah. fault anybody for having to turn on. Uh, for for somebody actually speaking English, watching an English thing, uh, still having to have uh, yeah. <laughs> subtitles turned down. I can't fault. Oh yeah, I I hated Train Spotting in the theater, and I once I got to watch it at home with with uh, subtitles, it was a lot easier to understand. Mm. I don't know why that, oh, that one didn't bother Bagby, me. Man. Yeah, big. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you him, I guess. But he was yeah, supposed he was... to be hard to understand, right? Like that was his whole yeah. thing. Yeah, it's like watching Snatch and trying to figure out what uh, <laughs> Brad Pitt is saying. <laughs> There's another one that bugs me a little bit that it's Brad Pitt playing this very Irish gypsy man. <laughs> I'm know. all right with it. It's, I mean, it's a good performance. I'm just saying yeah. why I have this thing mm. against American actors doing foreign accents. I don't know why that bothers me, and it doesn't the it, other it way. It embarrasses you because you can't. All you can imagine is, oh, they're really butchering that. You know, they're you yeah, know they're butchering it. I don't know. They mm-hmm. make me. I don't know what it is. It's like a U.S. guilt thing. It's like. Sure, but it, 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 should, it, it should be. It's 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 totally stunt casting. It's just stunt casting. Yeah, right. I mean, but 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 then I don't call it stunt casting the other way around. I'm not calling Tom Holland a stunt cast for right. Spider Man, or or even the guy before him. Uh, well, do well, because he's do not, British he wasn't people famous beforehand. Well, no, do British people though call it stunt casting, right? Like, I mean, if we no, they call uh, it bollocks casting. Not <laughs> something I'll never I'm get. Cold vault. Yeah. If it's because we're American and we're watching an American actress affect a British accent, would do British people have the same problem when they watch a um, question. a British well, actor sound American in a British film? Maybe, you know? but I but if they 
it's, it's it's weird because okay yes or are we just so damn oversensitive that we can't handle it i think there's a little of that going on at least for me if i'm if i'm being as honest as i possibly can i think, I think right. part That's, of it is it just is, a yeah. weird it's like you know you you feel guilty for the, the acts of other people also hollywood mm-hmm. is the seat of power for film like that's just straight up true. So if one of our guys ends up in something Bullock. that should be otherwise foreign, uh, like Michael C. Hall's in this new show on Netflix about a British neighborhood that's supposed to be safe, but then bad things happen there. It's called Safe, and um, he's playing British. And so I went, oh, maybe he is British, and I didn't know. I look it up. No, he's born in freaking New Jersey or somewhere. Like, why is he in there? But then I would never say this about and I don't and Randy to your point that they're unheard of before I don't think so like I knew who Christian Bale was before he came over and played Batman I know who uh, uh freaking yes but but we use the phrase stunt casting to describe when someone is ludicrously famous and in a in a casting in, they're cast in a role where you're like they could have probably found someone yeah, better Ke- for that. like Kevin like, Costner as Robin Hood is a great example yeah of that yeah. and I hate that. Like it's annoying, and I like yeah. Kevin Costner. Well, I'm the a big fan. Is he was just not very good at it. I think the fact that um, <laughs> Natalie Portman is good at the fact that Tom Holland is good at it, yeah, right, you know, right. for me makes it a lot more acceptable. It's when, it's when they're not good at it, and it's <laughs> really you know, I, more distracting to the film than it is. Oh wow! I look Brad forward. Pitt, Irish. Yeah. I look forward to us being able to sack Robin Hood because I loved mm-hmm. that movie back in the day. It was probably because of the soundtrack. But I remember just loving it. And I was so much younger then. And it just, you know, everything the I do, I do I'm it sure for it, you. I'm sure it's trash <laughs> at this point. I'm sure I'll look at it and be embarrassed. But I want to find out. You know I it's find true. Out. That's when I knew. That's when I knew that uh, Brian Adams was was not no longer a thing I wanted to be into. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I still loved it. I loved it back in the day, man. I did too. I, I, I'm not gonna lie, I liked it a lot, and I and I think it would be perfect sack. I know yeah, we've had yeah, it on a list, yeah. and it just always seems to disappear and never show up. But we we, we need to get to that one at some point. All right, uh, clips. I have clips. Let's get these clips, uh, clips out. Here, uh, here for example uh, is a clip. Uh, this is um, oh gosh, uh, that's Ving Rhames. That's not what I'm looking for. Okay, here it is. This is the Alex Jones sounding guy. It wasn't the war they started. It wasn't the plague they created. It was judgment. No one escapes their past. No one escapes judgment. You think he's not up there? You think he's not watching over this country? How else can you explain it? Yeah, basically foreshadowing that he, a former general in that shit war they fought, would get his judgment. Mm-hmm. But it was good. Yep. I liked when he died, except for the bar. And I would, I would have said <laughs> the Piers Morgan of this movie. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a good, a good comparison. Yeah. Oh yeah, all right. I hate Piers Morgan. Oh my gosh. Of I course hate you him. do. Mm-hmm. He's a horrible He's human being. Awful. You're meant to. You're meant to hate him. By yeah. the way, I think that's. Uh... <laughs> it's by design. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's. I don't know what it says. I can assure you, I mean you no harm. Who are you? Who? Who is but the form following the function of what and what I am is a man in a mask. Well, I can see that. Of course you can. I'm not questioning your powers of observation. I'm merely remarking upon the paradox of asking a masked man who he is. Here's some of that. That's some of that hard dialogue there, Dunaway. I actually some was okay with that. That dialogue <laughs> actually made sense. Why don't you get into the vicariously as both victim and vi- villain by the vicarious to the fade and visage, no mere veneer of vanity and a visage of its populism. Like, Shut up! <laughs> but that- Stand vivified, vexified. It was uh, that was I thought that was very cool. 
Like, I, 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 you didn't have to follow every single word. Agree to so. agree to agree that you're wrong. Well, look, it's very alliterative <laughs> and fun. Like it come, it rolls off the tongue. But if you're trying to make sense of it, I, I sort of get where you're coming from. He is the Zorro of uh, 2000s uh, England, isn't he? Yeah. Right with the kind of yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Except he's blowing more shit up than saving people. But well, sure. Uh, here's uh oh, Brian, this is your. Uh, your prom date said this. Oh, good. We're back to my prom. Yeah, this is about an hour into the date. So here's what she said. Are you like a crazy person? There you go. That's that. <laughs> See, I had I had to rewind that too. Like, what did she say? Are you a crazy person? I didn't have any trouble with understanding all the words. I think Do you know again. what? Do it again. You know what it is? Some people hear what? Southern people and say this. They go, I don't know what he said. What did he say? Like, <laughs> I, I think you just haven't heard it. We got to get more English movies in here. Because they didn't. I none agree. of these. None of these were hard for. I didn't. There was never a word someone said where I didn't go. What? What? Rewind I'll be the that. first to tell you that I don't watch a lot of English movies. I, now I've watched plenty of Doctor Who and and British TV shows and comedies, but their very talk. Their their talk is not super fast. Is you know here beat 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 beat. Whereas this had like a bunch of. I'm mumbling and I'm talking down here. Yeah, no, I could see that. I could see that. Like, it's a different, it's just like here. We will have a different dialect depending on what part of the country you're from. Over there, it's true. Like, the Northerners have a very different accent. Uh, I find their accent charming. Terpster thinks it's annoying, but he lives there, so he has a different feeling about it. Like, you know, these are regional accents that are a little more cockney, a little more, you know, out of the mainstream. You like when the queen talks is what you like. You like a... Hello. I didn't say no, not really. I, like I Adele just, talks. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's not a matter of whether I, whether I like it or not. It's right. a matter of whether I can understand it. I understand. If I can understand it, I'm cool with it. Sure. And it's not, it's it's only it's just like I said, it's yeah. me. No, I, I no, it's, it's all good. I like this is a good discussion though. All right, here's the next little uh, bit. Remember, remember the fifth of November, the gunpowder, treason, and plot. I know of no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be. Forgot. It's pretty good, Hugo. It's pretty good, mm-hmm. dude. Mm-hmm. Sure, I like him. The, the elf queen, or the elf king, wins Liver. again. <laughs> Mister Andrews, <laughs> I can taste it on your skin. I have a question for you guys. Yeah, sure. Did 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 you know before me saying it just right now that you're not allowed to touch the queen, like uh, shake hands? I didn't know. I like didn't know that there was. I just, I just assumed it. Well, <laughs> I didn't know it. I'm just like, don't touch her. No, no I know it from uh, there was some recent thing where a rock star or somebody was visiting and and reached out and grabbed her elbow or something. Reached out and, and grabbed her. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. and they were like, there was a big freak out about it. She didn't really freak out, but all her people right. were like, oh no, we've touched the queen. Nobody touches the queen. Destroy him. Bollocks. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Uh, but I did know. I kind of knew that. And I think maybe the Claire Foy show kind of gets into that a little bit. The the Crown. Maybe I think there's a scene or two. Well, we can't call it the Claire Foy show anymore because she's done after yeah. the most recent season. We're moving we on to new, the. There's next... a new queen. Long live the queen. Yep, she's not playing this. She's older though, right? In this new one, is yes. the idea? Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> Who, and who's but who's playing? Uh, well, my point was they're not just replacing the actress and staying with the no, current story. No, yeah, it's a new. It's a you move to another another important period in the queen's life and then we'll have there are three all together so it'll be six seasons two seasons for each and matt smith period. is out right he's not yes he's out okay yes. i wonder who's gonna so i just want i just him. wanted to say there are a lot of americans who didn't know that you don't shake hands with the queen that there probably are like handlers now telling americans when they meet her don't touch the queen and i have decided i'm gonna touch one of these royals i in, in my lifetime 
<laughs> I am going to walk up to and put my hand on a royal. I'm going to find a way well, because I don't. I have no regard whatsoever for their station. Your best, I would his hand. Your, your best chance would have been Prince Harry before this marriage because he goes to Vegas all the time or did and was a big party yeah. dude. And so you yeah. could have probably slapped him at the at the win or something. Just yeah. seen him out there. <laughs> one of those big old Texas back slaps. Grab him in the Howdy! butt. Yeah, you could have done that. But now he's all settled down. So yeah. uh, can't even touch the ginger. <laughs> uh just kidding no no offense to gingers no I like, you're not my, some of my best friends are gingers all right what are we doing here oh um <laughs> this this guy what's this government oh okay anyway here's this people should not be afraid of their governments governments should be afraid of their people yeah i agree i, yeah, I like that line a lot kind of agree mm-hmm. um, t-shirts made of that yeah here's uh the gross uh priest guy so here's that tell me your sins oh, he's so gross dude i hate that guy uh. Oh, that whole scene! They the did whole. everything. The lighting, yeah. the, the 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 set design, right? It, everything was gross. I always feel bad when they have to ask some old venerable stage actor. I don't know that guy, but I'm sure he's you know he's one of those guys. Been around forever, uh, in his you know, 70s or something. Hey, could could you come in here and be a rapist, pervert, priest man? Like, <laughs> I it just, would ugh. love to. Yeah, I would he love now, to. He now actually has to go around to all the other studios and introduce himself as a sexual predator. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's on yeah. the uh, the church rectory list or whatever. That's right. Exactly. Um, all right. Here's I wrote. He is so good in this. So let's see what I thought I meant. Any discussion of this document or its contents will be regarded at the very least as an act of sedition, if not a willful act of treason. So good. I miss that guy. Shouldn't have died. Shouldn't mm. have died. You know what should have happened to to him, to John Hurt? When he died, he should have laid back, and a small alien version of him should have burst from his chest. <laughs> <laughs> and then grown up to be another John Hurt. That's what should have happened. Yeah, By the way, really, really good, great trope on that character in the end. Oh, let me push uh, the trope button. By the way, just so everyone knows, uh, there's some people like, Scott, what are you talking about? He's the guy... In Alien, the yeah, first Alien, the with the, yeah, with or the Ash? Alien yeah, popping out Ash. of his chest after breakfast or lunch or whatever no one, it was. No one asked that. Someone somewhere did. I guarantee well, it. Well, they could Google it. Come on now. The kids. The kids today. What am I pushing? <sighs> this. That villain is really a coward. Man. <laughs> In the end, he is weeping and shaking. It is like... Everything about this villain gets completely turned inside out when he comes to face his. I'm, his I'm, I feel like every political uh, hothead blubber butt anywhere in the world, <laughs> if you oh, take them out butt. someplace uh, where they're on the ground, their hands are tied and there's a gun to their head, they're all blubbering weenies. All of them. Mm-hmm. There's no stoicism. <laughs> Not one of those big mouth, fat ass buttholes that would get up on the <laughs> microphone and say shit now. Not one of them would would sit there stoically and go, I die for my country. No way. They'd go, please, let me, let me do it. I have the, I have the best, I have the best, uh, begging for mercy, the best. Anybody, anybody got a, anybody got a favorite, favorite example from a movie of a, of a villain who turns out to be a coward in the end? Um, begging, begging for mercy. Oh, wow. My, um, mine is Prince Humperdinck when he finally realizes. Oh that, yeah, that was a good one. He runs away. He's like, yeah. they're, they're finally going to fight. Nope. Off he goes. Wait, <laughs> I Prince love Humperdinck. That. In yeah, the Princess, Princess Bride. Bride. Princess Bride. Oh, duh. oh my God! Yeah, I forgot. Sorry, that's bad on me. <laughs> I feel like hey, some card. Uh, Monday, Ibit. Let's let's do well, kind of Princess Princess 
McBride trivia. Oh no, don't! Oh, I'm really sure. bad. Yeah, I'm not going to be around Monday. Uh, can we count oh. uh, Alan Alan Rickman doing? Oh God, please don't kill me! Oh, you're one of them. No, because he's faking it. <laughs> He faked I know, but that's it. still is my favorite. It's still it pretty good. good. Phil Clay. Clay. I'm gonna, Clay. I'm gonna stave off a few emails. Uh, uh, Ian Holm played Ash. John Hurt played Kane in Alien. Oh, oh, right. The names. I didn't. I forgot the names. But yeah, Kane. He he was the first one to die. He's your. He was your. Um, he was. first yeah, guy well, to go. Yep. Right. Sure. And I love Set him. Stage. Love that's him. Why you don't look into the top of an alien egg? That's Duh. right. He's good in. Uh, he's good in uh, the Hellboy movie. I don't know if he was in the second one or not, but he's in the first one. No, no, he died in the first one. The character did. Oh, spoiler. Anyway, uh, John Hurt. John Hurt. He's he's awesome. You, he is, you will yeah. go. You will find there are a few actors who deftly dance between the serious and the genre films. Not that they can't be serious, but you know what I mean. Like movies that are about zombies or superheroes or whatever. There are a lot of there are a few actors that can really pull that off, especially older actors, and he's one of them. Uh, Ian um, Magneto, man, he's one of them. Oh, McKellen, Ian McKellen, yeah, sure. I think Picard's one of those. Like, you could have... I think Ian Holm, we were talking, you know, talking yeah, about... Yeah, Ian Holm's great. Holm. Yeah, yeah, he was great in Fifth like, Element. Goofy, bumbling priest in uh, in Fifth Element, and uh, sadistic uh, robot uh, android and alien. Yeah, and then a whole bunch of, like, serious, straight, uh, straight-up mm-hmm. sort of drama stuff in Britain and, and stage. And a silly and- hobbit. Yeah, and then a hobbit. Like I love that. I love that those guys will do yeah. that. It's really cool. Um, all right, here's what's this? I don't know. Here it is. Take off your mask. No. No, I just like that. No, no. You no. take off your mask. You take it's your mask. Off. What? Oh, your face is ugly then. What an ugly right. mask. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> oh, oh wow. I'm uh, Doctor Doom. <laughs> here he is again, saying something dumb. Here you go. You've got nothing, nothing but your bloody knives and your fancy karate gimmicks. I like that. Uh, that fancy karate mm. gimmicks. <laughs> you know that's gonna follow. You know you're gonna get kicked in the face with some karate kicks when you do that. Oh yeah, yeah. Nobody's nobody nobody got karate gimmicks. Ain't got no time for that, as they would say. Uh, well, all right, that's your clips, and that means it's time for this. She's got this card here. I don't know. They started putting them on cards. It's crazy. Uh, these are the, uh, uh, the, 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 the film sack checklist. And I start with this one. Some mask and hat company made a lot of money. Check. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone had to clean up that shower barf. Check. <laughs> and finally, I'll bet V's mask smells like beef. Check. <laughs> Beef. Okay. smells like eggy in the basket yeah, oh right. there you go he that makes more beef. sense does he push it through that little hole when he wants to eat is <laughs> <Yeah>. to <laughs> cram it through there like a like one of those play-doh machines like a little fax like machine to, yeah right. first i like amazing. to suck out the yolk <laughs> <laughs> i would love to, i would love it if he had a a real decorative straw that oh, i like that yeah it had to be a flat one though, like the kind you get at the at right. the coffee places, the little red flat yeah. style. Yeah, it's shaped like the the mouth of the mask. I like that and a lot. It's all decorated. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Uh, speaking of genres, Trek stuff. These are Star Trek connections. There's a couple of them. Uh, we got uh, actually it's just one. Sorry, Drew <laughs> Drew Solodzuk is his name. He was a DMR editor uh, for the IMAX version, and then in Star Trek 2009, he was the DMR editor for the IMAX version. So they it's hired like, him for the same it's job. It's like his job. Yeah, his literal literal job. 
Uh, well done Absolutely there. Absolutely shocked in the last 20 years that Stephen Fry has never been asked to make an appearance on Star Trek anything. I agree. That's a good point. I love Stephen Fry. Seems like, yeah. Also, his kidnapping, his his uh, his whole thing there, really effective, I thought. Just really, really, because he thought, he thought what we all, I mean, there was just something about this idea that sometimes the way you create safety and or create power, uh, you know, shifting the power differential is you do a thing in public that would be so public and so, you know, everyone's laughing at your TV show you made mm-hmm. that that puts you in a place of untouchableness because... Right. That's just yeah. the assumption or they whatever. They kill you, become a martyr kind of thing. Yeah, right, and then right. there they are that night. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and They're tore, like, we don't care. And they tore him up, man. Like, that was really effective, I thought. Really yeah, he actually, he actually said, he, like, when asked what he thought about being in the movie, he said he loved the role because he got to take a club to the face. And yeah. that was, like, his favorite thing <laughs> as an actor was well, finally getting to take a club right. to the face. Plus to kind of re- awesome. reproduce the scene with her mother – but in this case, she held her tongue and didn't say anything. So she, you know, like th- that was all just real good. I thought it was really well handled. Um, and also, I wish he would have said, "Now they're going to take you." But he didn't do that. And that's yeah, I did think about that a couple of times when the, when she kept going right to bed. Yeah. Stop hogging the bed. <laughs> Anytime anyone's under a out. bed, I just think of that Taken movie. I have a particular set of nudie photographs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Well, oh, hey, soundtrack grade. I gave it an R for rad. I thought it was good. Pretty good. I don't know who did it, but it's a good soundtrack. Yeah, it's super jarring when you when you flip back to old March music, you know, from 100 years ago, but or 200 years ago, but not like like not jarring in a bad way. Right. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. That's, that's meant to be. The, yeah. It's like, whoa, what's going on now? The speakers are playing. It's like that scene where Andy Dufresne locked himself in the record room and Started playing music over the speakers at the prison, and the warden got all pissed. It's kind of like that. Nobody controls the airways. Oh, you can't shut down the signal. Like, there's a really awesome it's, feeling to that, and the music punctuated it. I, yeah, that that I didn't want to be annoyed by something very simple that happens occasionally. It's when someone requests that other people take notice with one sense when it's the other sense that is being stimulated. So there's a girl when the music starts at one point. She goes, come look, they're playing music outside. I'm like, (laughs) you can't see the music. Come listen. (laughs) Come to the window and look. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Look at the speaker. Yeah. Look at the speaker that is playing the music for your ear to hear. Yeah. I don't know why that bothers me, but it. I notice that too. Every time. But it's like Ackroyd saying, listen, you smell something? Yeah. 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 (laughs) I actually kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, you make you know what? You don't even have to say. All you had to say was Ackroyd, and I want to watch Gross Point Blank. That's all you had to say. <laughs> I love that movie. All right, uh, let's get to the uh, Twitter post. This is where you guys in 280 characters or less sum this damn thing up in uh, those characters or less. Let's start with Randy. V for Vendetta, a vehicle in which the villain with a visage visits violence upon the very vanguard of vice. My verdict: valuable video. Voila. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Nice job. And you reminded a whole bunch of dumb people that voila is not spelled with a W. Good job. <laughs> I'm just teasing dumb people. You're fine. <laughs> they, they didn't understand anyway. No, they didn't, they're not even listening. They don't get it. Are you Are you talking about <laughs> Also, yeah, this is all just a veiled way for me to communicate with Dunaway. Just kidding. Uh, speaking of him, hey, it's Brian Dunaway's turn. Oh, V for Vendetta. Wonderful. It's a game I've never played. What a remarkable mind you have. Hashtag bagabolics. 
It is, yeah. Uh, bollocks. So good. Bollocks. You bollocks. Know, uh, Wonderful. It's a game I've never played. Uh, Ricky, what a remarkable mind you have. Rick, uh, Rick, uh, Ricky Gervais says bollocks all the time. That's where I get my mm. bollocks uh, allotment. Was what I listened to. Him. Oh, oh, bollocks oh. Feel. Bollocks wow, I, I almost did my Ricky Gervais impression. You didn't want that. No, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Bring also, it. I hear his... Uh, I can't bring myself to watch this new stand-up on uh, Netflix as I hear it's just really annoying. Someone oh, really? Oh. Yeah, like he's in this... Like he's well, at the stage his, of his career his where stick. even... It's, it's He's at the place where even Stephen Merchant won't work with him anymore. He's just so oh, full of himself or something. And the, it really comes across as what people told me. I've not seen it, so I can't really judge. I'm just saying what... Have the they never seen Ricky Gervais? Right? Yeah, that's his thing. That's his whole... It's like saying Andrew Dice Clay. I can't believe he made a chauvinistic remark. It's not that. It's more like... I don't know. Like... It, when you're a bump, when you're bumbling, uh, what's that? George Michael. What's the what's this character in the office? I don't think I don't think he's oh, changed. Uh, Ricky or think, David, no, David David Brent <laughs> David Brent. That's a David, David Brent. Brent. I don't think names. when you're that it's fine, but when you're like I don't know. I don't just, think he's changed. I think we've changed. I think we don't want that right so, now. So guys. Speaking of, speaking of, did anybody watch the remixed fourth season of Arrested Development? No. No. Oh, that's no, out I now. See a trailer for five. Yes. It Ooh. is out now. You should watch it. It's so much better. Yeah, than that's the what I've heard. I heard this whole. Uh, what's his name? Mitchell, not Mitch. Whatever his name is. Mitchell. The guy who yeah. runs that show. He he yeah. he was talking about. It and I went, oh, that's interesting. And then a whole bunch of people were like, dude, this is. Why didn't they do this in the first? Like it's a, oh, it's and that's available on Netflix. The yeah. remixed version, okay, yeah. cool. remixed fourth season. They got a bunch of new Ron Howard uh, narration to make sense of how it flows now. Yeah, and and they also have like they they used a bunch of uh, like shots from very previous episodes. It is so good. Like it totally fixes my problem. I'm now super excited about the fifth season. Oh, I can't wait. Which is cool. I'm adding that to my weeks. list because that was the problem I had with. Uh, with Arrested Development. It's a problem everyone's had, and it's unfortunate because it was all them working around schedules. It was them saying, yep. well, all right, I guess we can make this work if we do this weird breakup. And I I appreciate the ingenuity. It just it just can't work in that show. You know, yep. you just it's, it's, it's an ensemble thing where they all got to be there. You can't do this separate stuff, and then yeah, right. some people are green screened in. Like you, that you just can't. And so I think they've realized that now. But they just they were trying to make that fourth season when all of those actors had other shit to do, and it just made it hard. So I totally get it. I, I anyway. also I also read that one of the linchpins to making the fourth and fifth season happen was Michael Sarah. He's the yeah. the guy who went around and asked people to to do this and tried to you know try to fund the the action. Like uh, that's really cool. I I would have never guessed of all of them that Michael Sarah was the. the- Right, yeah, it right. probably sees it as a, his formative time, you know, or or probably, had a yeah. good enough experience to feel that way anyway, which is awesome. It'd be funny is if to... I if I could do my uh, Twitter post. Oh yeah. yeah. Hey, oh, did you not do yours? <laughs> oh. Oh. And now Brian Ibbett with his Twitter post. And it's funny because this is actually not even my Twitter post. This is the intro that Tina wrote for uh, for oh. me to use for Film Sack. Nice. So here's what she says. So here's the way to get a hot chick to kiss you. You creep her out while saving her from getting mugged in a dark alley, lock her in your house for a year, and then shave her head. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I kept Thank drawing you, parallels between that and Beauty and the Beast. I'm like, is that the only way the French people know how to get a dame? I, I guess. <laughs> lock yeah. them up in a tower somewhere? Get a dame. Yeah. Their, their <clears throat> version of Silence of the Lambs ends with a very different story. Yeah. As long as it doesn't have that scene where she's walking through there and somebody throws something at her. I still can't deal with that. 
You know what I'm talking about? I can't. What did, what did they throw, Scott? What was it? What did he throw? It was a man's sperm, if you must know. (laughs) But a man's. Yeah, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the the much (laughs) the the much uh, the much mysterious men's sperm. Uh, don't uh, I hate that movie because of that. Anyway, what are we doing here? Oh, look at this, guys! Oh my gosh, it's right here. Check us out. Hold on. There we go. All right. They almost had two other names for this movie. These are the alternate titles, also on a card. Here's number one: B for Bedwetta. That's stupid. Oh no, that's hysterical. <laughs> no, that's Bedwetta. That's whatever. like the that's like the Donald Trump porn film version. Yeah, that's pretty good. And then <laughs> then you got Z for Zenyatta. If you're an Overwatch fan, that's a funny one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey, got an email from Brian Mission who wrote in and says, thanks for all the work you're doing, reviewing the good and the bad and the streaming. I highly recommend that you guys watch Iron Sky. Actually, good, the bad and the streaming is a great podcast. Name. I like it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Really, but it's basically what we're doing, so don't take it. Anyway, mm-hmm. the premise is that during World War II, this is Iron Sky, the Nazis launched troops, scientists and civilians to the moon to create a research colony. Many years later, they have created high tech weaponry with the intent of attacking the Earth. Don't knock it until you try it. If you're willing to watch Death Race 2050, you will get far more enjoyment and full conversation out of Iron Sky. Thanks again for all the great work, Brian. See? That sounds amazing. I, sounds amazing. Iron Sky was great in Say Anything. She was she was just a delight to watch. Iron Sky? I Iron told Sky. y'all we shouldn't have watched Death Race 2050. See the influx of crap we got to watch now? Thanks a lot. Wait, Iron is Sky. It, uh, Let's see. Is it streaming? Um, so I'm, I'm making the yeah, It sounds like Ioni Sky. Um, is it? Yeah, is it streaming anywhere? It, we've we've talked about this before, actually. Uh, it's uh, the last time we saw it. It actually, I believe, it was on Netflix last time we discussed watching it. Was it? It is uh, on Hulu and Amazon Prime. Oh, we that's two out of three is pretty good. We should do that. Yeah, yeah, we should do that. It's two out of three. What'd you say? I'm, I'm, I'm saying two out of three ser- services are streaming it. I think we have. To. No. Oh, I thought you had. I, thought I said had a rating two out of three. No, what no, no, no. What system is that? That's pretty bad. A two out of three. Like a one is the worst, three is the best. What the hell is a two? <laughs> right. Does this actually have out. a Sarah Palin? Uh, I mean, I'm looking at the poster, and it looks like there's a Sarah Palin-styled president in this. I don't know, but uh, I got a question. Is, is this subtitle? Because I'm seeing a, a, a Finnish movie. It's Finland, right? It's uh, yeah. 2012. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't even. I can't even handle almost English. Well, wait a minute. You What's just watched. Movie? You just told us you watched uh, V for a Vendetta with subtitles. You don't have a problem. Oh, with subtitles. okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a problem with subtitles. Yeah, you could do subtitles, but it's, I don't think this is. I don't. Th- I don't know if this is English or not. I can't tell. How do you tell? Uh, that's important for me from a clip standpoint. No, it's, it's English. It's spoken English. Is it? Yeah. All yeah. right, I'm in. I'm all in. Mm-hmm. This sounds amazing. <laughs> Everybody just talks like this. <laughs> you guys, the Nazis are back. The whole sky is iron. Oh, I love this. Uh, the the trailer or whatever the setup. This uh, two minute forty thing that's on. Just watch. Looks really really good. I'm all in. Uh, definitely put this on the list. Yeah, we should get this in there. In fact. I don't know. This sounds better than Lethal Weapon Three to me. I mean, yeah, yeah but but let's talk about what we're watching next week. Mm. Yeah, Scott, what are we watching? Oh, <laughs> Lethal next, next Lethal week, Weapon Three next week. Next week we're no. going to watch the Ice Pirates. Oh, what? That's right. I thought you said it was gone. 
we're going to watch the 1984 oh. movie, right. The That's Ice Pirates. Yeah, right, right, right. That means that don't don't we got to do your magic on that so we can get it. Absolutely, so, I've okay. already done it. All right, great. look around, look around for the Ice Pirates. We're talking about a movie that stars Robert Urich and Mary Crosby. It also includes Angelica Houston, Ron Perlman, and one of the Carradines. Does it really matter which Carradine? <laughs> <laughs> Never matters which Carradine, really. If you think about right. it, and you can if you can't find it, you can rent it on Amazon for three ninety nine or Voodoo for two bucks. I mean, you'll be uh, able to find it easily. Mm. I like you call him Robert Urich. 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 He's the ones that you Urich. paint and they come out of the mud and then they fight better than the orcs. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so there you go. It's uh, I thought oh, that's good. I'm excited now. Actually, John Matuzak. I want. It's a sloth, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. I think yeah, so. I think he's sloth. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> Baby Ruth. I have not seen I have not seen Ice you. Pirates since I was a wee child, so a wee last. Wow. This is Bruce exciting. Valanche. Look at this. Look at this cast list. Yeah, Bruce Valanche. He's not just in a square now, Brian. He's right. doing other stuff. So uh I, anyway. I, I I'm just saying get your hopes down for some of the people you've <laughs> heard of that are way down the cast. Yeah. The, this, these are bit rolls. Now, this well, is important sure. to note. This just left streaming, and that kind of puts some people out in the dark. However, the reason we're still doing it, we were going to do it anyway because it was streaming. We're going to keep doing it because a fan sent us copies. So we were going to kind of go, oh, well, now it's streaming. That's even easier for listeners. Plus, we have these hard copies. We're still going to do it because I hate when people send us stuff and we don't use them. So we're going to try to make sure we use everything we get. So Ice Pirates, a classic, 80s classic, comes to life in 2018 next week here on Film Sack. All right. I think it's everything. Filmtech.com is our wow. website. And uh, you can find us uh, via email, filmtech at gmail.com. Be like Brian Mission and send us your messages, filmtech at gmail.com. And uh, finally, on Twitter, you can find us at Filmsack. Don't forget, you can uh, rate us wherever you get your podcasts. That helps us in lots of ways and spreads the word about the show. That twill do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Bollocks. We'll see you next time. Bollocks. <laughs> Testicles. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.